0: Today's episode of The Doctor's Companion is brought to you by InStockTrades.com and DCBService.com. Welcome to another episode of The Doctor's Companion. I'm Scott Carelli, And I'm Matt Smith, but not that Matt Smith. And uh, we're back with another new episode of Doctor Who. Uh, we're going to be talking about Night Terrors. And uh, yeah, this it should be an interesting conversation um, because we have, both of us have a lot of baggage to go along with this episode. Um, mm-hmm. And I haven't, I haven't talked to you about it. I haven't
1: said a word, so I don't know anything about what you think. As opposed n- to normally...
0: Exactly, exactly. Um, Obviously, the same goes for me as well.
1: (laughs) See, Scott knows my thoughts because he read them um, out of my brain. It was
0: weird. (laughs) Oh, it was weird. I I, I suspect (laughs) we were both drunk, and that didn't actually happen. I don't know (laughs) for sure. I remember
1: saying, whoa, afterwards, but...
0: Not much more beyond that. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, we're from the website GeekShowEntertainment.com, where we like geeky stuff, and occasionally we talk about geeky stuff like Doctor Who on podcasts like this one. Geek Show Entertainment is a podcast network that has new episodes released every week for shows that include The Doctor's Companion, as well as Movie Nighty Geek Show, Have You Met Ted, A Couple of Geeks, and Super Geeks. And you can listen to those podcasts by streaming them on the website or subscribing to the shows on iTunes. Also, you can go to the website and join our community by commenting on episodes, articles, and audio blogs that we regularly post on the site. And if you've listened to any of our shows and you like what you hear, even if you don't, help us out by leaving an iTunes review because iTunes reviews tend to be the best way for people to find our shows and decide if they might be worth listening to. You can also let us know how we're doing with comments, concerns, or suggestions by emailing the show at tdc at That's T-D-C as in The Doctor's Companion. All right. Well, um... Obviously, uh, we don't do background and significance so much. Uh, maybe we could talk a bit about our baggage um, going into it and then our overall thoughts. So, uh, Matt, I'll let you uh, go ahead and, and, and start taking that away. Um. Okay, well, <laughs> this isn't a
1: secret because we talked about the Idiot's Lantern a while back. Um, and, you know, I, I wasn't around for Victory of the Daleks and I wasn't around for – and we haven't talked about uh, Unquiet Dead yet. But uh, right Gatiss. off, I <laughs> – yeah I'm not I'm not a Gates fan. Uh I I've I've also listened to his audio plays. They really are among my least favorite audio plays that I've heard. Mm-hmm. And I think his episode of Sherlock was fine but not great. Um
0: it, I and it was, I think it was I only it was... I think it was only fine in comparison to the one that came right before. It. <laughs> right. So yeah. <laughs> so I'm not a huge
1: gaitist as a writer fan. I like him as an actor plenty. I mean I heard him in a an audio play very recently where he played the master, and I heard him in a, uh ooh. and he was in the Lazarus experiment. Um what? I said ooh, him as the master. Uh, ooh. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. David Warner as the doctor and um ooh. uh Nick Whitney
0: da- as the brick. David deer. Warner, like 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 the secret of the ooze guy, like that guy? Yeah, that guy. Oh my god. Why am I not yeah. listening? to th- Why isn't that in my ears right now?
1: Well, it's an alternate Doctor Who story about what happens. What would happen if the Doctor arrived um, thirty years after he was supposed to, after the war games? So I don't know. David Tennant was in it. I want to listen to that. Okay, I'll uh, I'll get it to you. Okay, I'll tell you information for those of okay. you at home. I think it's called A Storm of Angels. Um, it, it's 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 fine. It wasn't my favorite. I was actually, honestly, a little disappointed. But everyone else was pretty good in it. Anyways, I have a lot of baggage with Gatiss, um and I I just I traditionally haven't loved his Doctor Who stories. Um, Idiot's Lantern being my least favorite. I'm never I'm not super hot on on Dickens. I think the Dickens once they get into the basement, the story actually gets really awesome. But getting there is kind of a slog. And then Victory of the
0: Daleks was fine, but definitely in the weaker half of last. And he did side he did season. not write Lazarus Experiment. A lot of people no say that he does or think that he does because he was in it but he did not he had nothing to do with the creation of that of that episode
1: right he and just, he acted in it yeah. it was right yeah, it, it was written and, by stephen greenhorn
0: um right and he was good in it Gainous. he just he didn't write yeah. the episode so
1: yeah yeah and i really like um i really i really, I really like him in that um so um uh, Going into this I was a little worried because um Gatiss, again, not the best track record. Mm-hmm. Um and the the premise I didn't know much about it. Um and uh, you know, coming off of Let's Kill Hitler, uh we have a Toby Whithouse coming up after this, um, an Atomic Ray next, and the rest of the season looks pretty good, but Gatis
0: was always the one who I was most worried about after Matthew Graham. Um mm-hmm. Although That's the next really... episode the next episode looks awesome but is written by the guy that did Rise of the Cybermen. So
1: Yeah, but I liked Rise of the Cybermen A and B. I've heard really good things about this one. So Okay, well, fingers like, crossed. Like, like like really 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 good things. Okay, really well, fingers things. crossed. I I mean, I I, <laughs>
0: I I you know. Yeah. I'm I'm looking um, forward not- to it. I I mean, I don't know. Like, I heard a lot of really good things about this episode, and, you know, I, I it was fine, I guess.
1: I See, guess. I really liked it, and I think that my thing came from all the baggage that I had about, like, going into it. Like, I was really worried I wasn't going to like it, and I was kind of, you know, dreading it. But at the end of it, I think I really liked it. I thought there were some issues um, that I definitely want to discuss later on when we get into that. Um but it's it, it was good. I had a good time with it. I thought it was the the breakout star of this is actually Richard Clark who directed it. Um, I thought di- Richard Clark directed the hell out of this episode. Um, well, he, he also did Doctor's,
0: did Doctor's R- Wife. Yeah, which
1: which is yeah, whoo! which is which is why. But even then, like Doctor's Wife is good because of Gaiman. This is good because of Richard Clark. Because I think mm-hmm. that Richard Clark um, he did a really really good job with Doctor's Wife. But this was like you know this was like a, almost a director's wheelhouse you know like this is so directorly it's almost like gates wrote this to be directed um which mm-hmm. i really like um so i liked it i just had i had issues with it um specifically towards the ending uh, i thought it wrapped up really quickly uh but we can talk about that you know well that's and, and, that's a gates thing though yeah but it's he's, it's it's he's, more he's than really that. good
0: it's, with the with the easy ending out of nowhere Um, he he, kind of does that. That's his thing. Right. Um, Um, which, which uh, is fine. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, it's, he's writing sci-fi. And so like, that's kind of an easy way out for writers, especially like, especially non-serialized sci-fi, like Dr. Who generally is. Um, mm -hmm. so, you know, that's, it is what it is. I don't know. Here, here, I I mean, I, I think, I think my thought, my, my. My thing with the episode is that, number one, I, I, I did not think it was scary at all, like not even creepy, um, mm-hmm. which I think is a problem when here, – here's, here's the problem with Stephen Moffat as a showrunner. The problem with Stephen Moffat as a showrunner is he gushes about other writers' episodes way too much and way too hard. Mm-hmm. whether they deserve it or not. And when he was talking about this episode, he's like, oh, yeah, Gatiss, he wrote such a creepy episode. It's so scary, blah, blah, blah. These monsters are going to be remembered for a really long time. And they all said it. Matt Smith said it, Kara Gillen said it. They all said it. They all talked about the, the monsters in this and how they're going to be remembered for a long time, and it's, it's, they're really scary. And I was left not even remotely creeped out. Like, they just, they, I don't know. I didn't think that they were scary and I don't know if that was – I don't think it was the direction because the direction I think with a creepier monster would have been uh, done a lot better. But I I don't – I don't know if it was the design of the monsters or the way they worked, um, which I'm still not quite sure why or how they worked that way. Um, But I – you know, it just – it wasn't scary to me and I felt like it was trying really hard to be scary but ultimately failed. So like I had fun with the episode um, but I and, – and, and I think it's my favorite Gatiss episode.
1: Uh, yeah, I'd say the same thing. Yeah, it's
0: definitely my favorite Gatiss episode but again, that's not saying much. Um, <laughs> and and so like it was – I mean it was, it was fine and it was way better than I was expecting it to be. Um, but again, that's not saying much. Uh and mm-hmm. it's it was just I I don't know I had I had problems with it. Another big problem I had with it was that other than the tacked on shot at the very very end, this had no business being on this half of the show.
1: <laughs> I mean really so like, true.
0: like that was that was such an out of nowhere little tag. It was just like oh we need a we need a we need a random shot <laughs> to link this into this <laughs> half of the season. And like I <laughs> It was just. It was really. It was really cheap, and like this. This episode just had no business being on this half. Like, honestly, I know they were trying to split up the season, and I know structurally what they were trying to do, but they really shot themselves in the foot um, because doing it that way. Because this belonged on the other half. Um, yeah. It's just this belonged before. Uh, was it Matthew Graham? Right before Matthew Graham's episodes. Yeah, well, yeah, it was supposed to be
1: – I think it was supposed to be after Episode the doctor's of,
0: wife. Right, yeah. yeah. So, that's where it belongs. Right in the middle there. Absolutely, that's mm-hmm. where it belonged. Um So that was another problem I had with it is that it just kind of felt out of place. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I had a problem with a few of the character things too. But, well, I guess we'll talk about that specifically um, after I remind everybody that uh, we are sponsored by InStockTrades.com, and this month at InStockTrades.com, you can purchase our book of the month, Stumptown Hardcover Volume One by Greg Rucca, Matthew Southworth, and this book is available for only twenty ninety nine, or thirty percent off the suggested retail price of twenty nine ninety nine. And remember, all orders over fifty dollars get free shipping. So thanks to InStockTrades.com. All right, so uh let's let's talk about spoilers. What what are some of the what are some of the things that you might have had problems with?
1: Well, I think my biggest problem with this is um I really honestly think that this is one of those stories that um suffers from not enough space. I think the um the pirate episode earlier in the season had the same sort of issue. Um if this I mean, it sounds like it doesn't make any sense, but if you had played the pirate episode out over a two Parter, or made it a four-part classic story. I think the, the the pirate episode would have been much stronger. I think that this is much in the same way. Um, I think that um, the the reason that the the creatures weren't scary is because there wasn't really a focus on the creatures until the very end. Um, the the dolls in the dollhouse, as it were. Um, and I think that uh, they, they there was a hard. I think Gaites had a hard time juggling. The personal story of the father and the son coming together, which I thought was a good story, um, or one that you know I wasn't you know blowing my brains out. It was it was it was a good story. It was strong. Um, uh, he had a trouble, I think, juggling between the two of them, uh, the the monsters and the the monsters in the dollhouse versus um, the the story of the child. And I think that um, when you really get down to it, the reason that they're just not scary. there's not just They're just not a presence. They're never really felt in the episode until, you know, you actually see them. Mm-hmm. And part of what makes Blink so scary is that Blink is scary until, like, well before the Angels move. Like, from the minute, compare it to Blink, I guess. Um, from the minute, from the word go, Blink is scary. Uh, or at least tense in the way that a, a scary sort of Doctor Who story should be. And I think this one got the spooky, but, you know my favorite stuff in this was the stuff where they were investigating the dollhouse. And I don't know how much they could have done with that, but you know, I really wish there'd been more. Um, and I think that would have helped probably because it just felt slight. It didn't feel really good. Cause then it, cause it shifted from like, you know, the f- story of the father and the doctor outside. And then all of a sudden they go into the dollhouse and it becomes a monster movie run around. And then it becomes the personal story at the end. And it just, it didn't, it didn't juggle right
0: for me. Yeah, so, I also you know. feel like the father should have been a single father because having the episode <laughs> open with the mother and then suddenly we're focusing on the dad, I got I I was a little jumbled up at the very beginning. Because yeah. I was like I was like, Oh, this is about the mom and, and being overwhelmed by the son that's afraid of everything and then all of a sudden there's the dad and I was like Oh wait, no, we're focusing on him. I was I, I it just mm-hmm. it was it was a little it was a little confusing at first, mm-hmm. um, where my emotional stakes were. And so I think Definitely. it would have worked better um, if he was a single dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would and it's been- not, and yeah. the thing
1: is, the thing is, like, the mother thing, like, I remember, I wasn't, I guess I wasn't paying attention super much at the beginning, because I was, like, kind of being gay dismissive. dismissive. Um, so, like, I didn't even realize that the mom wasn't there anymore until about, like, a third of the way through the episode. And I was like, wait, where's the mom? And then I guess she went off to, um... Work. To... Work, I guess, but like, if if she's not going to be a presence in the episode, then it doesn't really matter. Like, just write her out. You don't need her. You don't need her. Um. Right. So so I think you're absolutely right about that. Definitely. And that's um, it's just
0: and it's just another case of Moffat probably not reading his scripts that he's getting in. Like he should be doing. Right. It. Um, right. Not yeah. Clearing it up as good as he should. Yeah. He's not. He's um, not. He's not show running properly. Um. Mm-hmm.
1: That that said. Um. I mean just real quick. I think that maybe this suffers by comparison, but I do think that this, like if the rest of the season was this strong and we didn't have the stupid pirate episode or, you know, the rebel flesh wasn't so much of a waste of time as I felt it was when I watched it last. I think that if the season was this good, I would be a lot more warm towards Dr. Who. But at the moment, like just because I rewatched those, I'm just, I'm kind of sour on it. And that probably helps this a little bit because it's not, you know, it doesn't make me want to shoot things. Um, so i mean I, I, I just in that perspective i don't know i i feel like it's it's stronger by comparison Because um, I don't think I would like it as much if it wasn't you know if if the rest if this was in season five I don't think I would like it as much um probably maybe mm-hmm. um i think that uh what was it oh the the i think that Another thing about it is like there, there. You're right in that there were extra characters. Um, like I don't understand the purpose of the old lady, other than to have an old lady
0: that um, gets turned into a doll. I guess right. And which, the guy which, with the dog that gets turned, turned into, into a doll. A doll. Also. But see,
1: but see, like that's the thing. It's like I don't need to see like it's seeing one person get turned into a doll is enough. You don't need to show me an old lady turned into a doll because there aren't plenty. Why were they
0: being turned into dolls? I don't understand. I I I understood understood that they were getting put into the dollhouse because that's what he does with all the things that he's afraid of. Okay, Mm -hmm. got that. Why are the dolls alive and why are they turning people into dolls? Also, the whole doll thing and turning people into dolls – like, I suddenly felt like I was re- watching the Russell T. Davies era. Like, that is such a thing out of the Russell T. Davies era. Like, those creatures, like, turning people into them just mm-hmm. by touching them. Total yeah. Russell T. Davies era Doctor Who. Because um, mm-hmm. it's really Yeah, it, silly. it has that s- – yeah, it also has that
1: kind of, like I, – I don't know how to describe it except to say, like, you know, you imagine these dolls having cranks on their backs, like an old wooden soldier. Uh-huh. Um and and that's totally Davies in my mind, right? Um, and it also you know, reminds
0: it, me of the Idiots Lantern with like the people yeah. all losing their faces. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I guess I guess Gaitis just likes that for
1: because he does. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the the purpose of the dolls were not um, was not clear to me at all. I mean, it it just I don't know. It just didn't it just didn't make sense. I mean, you could yeah. assume that they were sucked into the closet because. What's his name was afraid of them, um, and then they started wrecking havoc in the dollhouse independently. But uh, it never really came across as clear, and because it never came across as clear, um, you know, it, it just didn't. It just didn't work. And I, again, I think that's because Gatiss just did not have the space to tell his story adequately. Because mm-hmm. um, you know, it's hard to do a 45-minute Doctor Who episode. I think, especially one that is satisfying and exciting and all that. Right. So I think that I, I really think the time on this hurt him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just the, the dolls didn't really make sense to me. I didn't mind them. Like I was just like, Oh, these are the bad guys. And I'm at this point in doctor who, where I'm just like, I don't know. Maybe I just, I don't question them anymore. I'm just like, Oh, these are the bad guys we're running away from. I'm okay with that. Um, so they, they didn't really bother me in that respect, but I mean, I, I wouldn't have minded a little more clarification. Um, I also they,
0: feel like this like uh the separation of uh the doctor from Amy and Rory was ultimately a mistake uh because mm-hmm. as much as I liked I did like the doctor and the father teaming up like I liked their banter and everything and I'd hate to lose that but from a structural standpoint it really felt like Amy and Rory were shoehorned into this plot because yeah my my problem with it was that, like, until the doctor got sucked into the – the doctor and the dad got sucked into the dollhouse, um, the doctor had no connection to the dollhouse and had no idea what Amy and Rory were going through. So, mm-hmm. like, when things were happening to them, you never felt like there was a possible solution and they didn't know what to do. They were just running. So you just had these two characters – aimlessly running around this dollhouse while the doctor was trying to solve this other situation that was like up until a certain point kind of not sci-fi at all. Right. And so and, and so like it felt like two very different episodes um rather than one, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I would I would absolutely agree. And I think that like that's one of the problems with putting this where it is, because the answer to the question, like, the problem of the episode is um, uh, the the solution can't be found until the father and the son reconnect, and I think that, and this is, this is what I don't know, this is just really bad planning on Moffat's part, and I don't think he saw this, and that's fine, because I didn't see it until you talked about that, despite myself having the same thought, that, you know, separating the Doctor and his companions was a bad idea. If you Take it and basically ter- put the doctor in the dollhouse, um, yeah. or the doctor and Amy in the dollhouse, and you have a conversation between Rory and the father, and Rory's dealing with the
0: fact that he is a father. Oh, I see, think that's that's, an in- that's genius. See, that yeah, is see, what it should have been.
1: Absolutely. Which which would have been phenomenal. Like because and- because then that's
0: Rory, like that. Not only not only is that is that um, great because of the connection with the fatherhood thing. But it's also which 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 I'm watching this the whole time, and I'm just like these two are not acting like parents, like these two are parents, they have a child, mm-hmm. and they're walking around like you know whatever, not a care in the world, and it's mm-hmm. like, guys, you should be acting more like parents, like I know you don't have your kid, but come on, um so yeah. not only not only would you be losing that, but uh you would. Be giving Rory, like having Rory separated from the doctor and Amy is fine. Like you can totally do that and have that separate story and it's totally fine. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Having the doctor separated is the bad move. Like the doctor should be smack in the middle of the action, not the emotion. That's what the companions are for. Right, um, I and, agree. I yeah, absolutely agree. Yeah, so you're 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 a hundred percent right. That's 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 mm-hmm. a That's how this this episode should have played out because then you would have had the doctor trying to figure out where they were, and then you could have had mm-hmm. the reveal of them being in a dollhouse being more of a big deal mm-hmm. than it was. Um,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and that's you know because the the part of the problem with Rory and Amy in the dollhouse is Rory and Amy have no idea how to figure out where they are. Um, I mean they they basically are left to wander around creepy corridors, which I don't mind per se. Um, I've watched enough Doctor Who to not mind that, but you know, it's not as interesting because Amy and Rory don't really have anything to do. At least if um Amy and the doctor are around, Amy can kinda of bitch about, you know, not finding Melody. Um, which is you know gonna be interesting because again, no reference to that in this at all. No. Um <laughs> <laughs> and and that's uh, that is a problem, and I think that like it, that would have taken just you know a rewrite. Um, and I don't I don't th- they must not have seen it. But like at the end of it, like that's really what screws this over because you know the pirate episode was Moffat probably just said, oh, I can just bump this, bump the other one, and then be fine because they are really standalone. But when you put it into a character perspective, which Moffitt traditionally hasn't really done. Um, and that's, but that's a long, long, long discussion. I don't feel like having yet, because um, I don't. So I don't think it's apt here. Um,
0: yeah, we'll do. We'll do a wrap up at the end of the season. We can. We can talk yeah. about that stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Because that's that's a huge discussion that is worth bringing up. Um, because Moffat didn't think about that or recognize it or realize that he just bumped the two and said, "Oh, this is going to work," and it really didn't. Um, so, like, that's that's the that's the problem with that. Um anyways, uh enough ranting about things that we don't like. Uh was there stuff that you did like?
0: Um I I mean I liked I liked a lot of the the dialogue. Um mm-hmm. I thought the dialogue was good and I liked The Doctor with the Dad. I mean I did and 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 I'm a hundred percent against the Doctor and the Dad being a storyline, but I did like it. I just don't like it in the overall story, I guess. right mm-hmm. The overall structure of the episode. But on its own, like, the dialogue was really, like, really funny. And, and, and he writes Matt Smith's Doctor really well. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think, actually, I think he writes Matt Smith's Doctor better than any of the other Doctors. Granted, this is the second time he's gotten to write Matt Smith's Doctor as opposed to only getting to write Eccleston and at once. Right. Um, but I do, uh, I did really like it. Honestly, like I, I liked the, I do like the way he writes Matt Smith's Doctor, um, mm-hmm. and I think that was probably my favorite part. Is the, is is how uh, how Gatish writes him.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I thought it was a really clever. I don't know I thought it was a really clever use of the Doctor, um, and, and a really clever use of that. Um, I, again, I want to highlight the direction of Richard, uh, Clark. Uh, I think again he did so good, and a lot of that I think has to do with he just he paints a really good picture um he's he's got a really good eye, he's got a really good framing um and you kind of see that in the doctor's wife, but this again, more directly, I loved the the apartments like I thought the design on the apartments was totally. Weird and quirky. I thought that the design on the rooms was really good. The dollhouse was good. All the designs in the dolls was good. Even though you know you're right in that they're not super strong. I don't know. I just I really I I, I end up at the end of the day I I have to say I like this. Um, it's not my favorite. I just thought it was you know it was good. It was re- It was quite good. Um, but not you know blowing anyone's mind. Um, I don't think. And I think that well, that was well, what I wanted to say. Um, you mentioned earlier that Moffitt talks up episodes. Oh I yeah. I think that Moffitt Moffitt only really talks up the episodes that he knows are not as strong. Um, because if you remember, <laughs> if you he remember up the pirate episode too, the pirate one was the pirate one. He talked about every day for like a week. You know, every day was like, oh, the Pirates of the Caribbean, but we have our own pirates. Ha 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 ha. Um, And that was every day. This was a little bit of talking up. But then, like, the doctor's wife, he's just like, doctor's wife, Neil Gaiman, go. You know? And he knew what he had. But you can almost, it's almost getting to a point where, like, you can just follow Stephen Moffat on Twitter. And whenever he's talking up an episode, you just have to lower your expectations for every time he talks it up. Um, And then, you know, when he's not talking it up. It's it's pretty good because he hasn't you know again he hasn't talked up the girl who waited at all he hasn't talked up the god complex at all uh, I know it's early days for those but we're still he hasn't really talked them up so it's good
0: yeah I'm not, I'm it's looking good. for to both of those because I feel like they're going to be a little more abstract which I think is neat mm-hmm. um but man I can't wait for the return of Craig I can't wait for the return of Craig <laughs> I can't wait time. for the return of Craig also is this the first single-parter finale we've ever had since the show came back? Yep. Wow. Yep, that's happening. Wow. Yep. Interesting. Interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. And it'll be yeah. cool to watch, especially because, um, uh, I think it's in, is it a new director? I don't remember if Jeremy Webb has done anything else. Um, but, uh, but, it, yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's cool because I also, I really, again, I'm I'm kind of dobsmacked by the direction here because I think that the direction on Doctor Who's been really good lately, um, I really like that we now have Doctor Who directors that we can really talk about more than just Graham Harper. I mean, Eros Lynn is mm-hmm. fine, but he's not... You know, I wouldn't list him as among my favorite
0: Doctor Who directors. Um, right? You, you talked about it in The Idiot's Lantern. He right. he, he makes bad things better. No, he makes but bad things that, worse and, and Oh, makes bad, bad, good bad things, things better. worse and, and good yeah. things better, right.
1: Yeah. He he extrematizes the things. Um yeah. uh as opposed to someone like Graham Harper who generally always elevates his material. Um I don't know. I think that Moffitt's really dialing into a really good batch of people. Um A really good batch of people um like i can't wait to see what the next toby Hens story is toby haynes did um you know pandorica and he did the christmas carol and he did the season opener um i can't wait for richard clark to come back richard clark needs to come back because i really liked him um right and then next week is nick hurren and if like you know based on the on the trailer for girl who waited um Next week's looks visually incredible. Just absolutely yeah, incredible. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. And I can't wait for that. And this the one clip that I've seen from The God Complex that I saw at Comic-Con, which is available online I think. Um, mm-hmm. that clip really the, one with the clown on the bed? I think so. And the okay. the the creepy thing ha- stalking through the halls. It was only about right. maybe a minute and a half, 2 minutes, was really impressive. Like I thought it was really 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 well directed and has a good sense of that. And I j- I'm going to be honest, like this was the last sort of thing that I was worried about for the season. Um the rest of it I'm just on a t- super excitement tour right now. Like I just can't wait for the rest of the season and I'm really, really, really pumped. So Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. the rest of the season is, is like we we're now we're over the very small hump of the back end of the season. <laughs> the and it wasn't episode. that bad. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't no, that no. bad. So It was totally watchable. So like I'm now not, I'm I feel like everything we're now we're now on the like it, it's 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 like uh, you know you get let's kill Hitler and that's just that's like you think you're gonna go up but instead you go down on the roller coaster suddenly, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you start ratcheting up and we're 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 ratcheting up now and like we just keep going higher and there's no there's no dips like there was in the first the first half oh because um, that first was, half was, was just hit- rough that first half was hilly um, <laughs> oh boy. Oh, it was boy. like I was like, oh, this is awesome. Wait, what? Oh, this is awesome. Wait, what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, hang on. What? Whoa, this is awesome. <laughs> wait a minute. Whoa, hello. Like that was okay. the, all. That last bit was just uh, good. Man, Ghost War. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> but, but yeah. I'm just. I can't wait for the rest of the season. I think it's. I. I think. I think it's going to be good. And I really do, like. I don't know. I really like the Cybermen two-parter. I don't think it's perfect. Um, but I think that it's. I think it's quite strong. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I've been waiting for Tom McRae to come back to be honest and it looks like it's going to really surprise me and I hope it really does because I really want it to be really good based on the trailer. Like it looks pretty amazing. So, so yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. All right. Well, uh, before we start talking about, uh, the, the penultimate episode of Torchwood Miracle Day want to remind everybody that uh, this episode is brought to you by DCBService.com. And DCBS is the site that lets you order all of your monthly comic books, statues, action figures, and anything else you can get from your local comic book shop. You place your orders three months in advance with monthly discount specials up to 75% off. Uh, This month, once again, all 52 DC number threes at 50% off the retail price. Um, I don't (laughs) know how long they're going to keep this – I don't know how long they're gonna keep this going, but uh, that's that's uh, that's that's a pretty sweet deal. And uh, those have started coming out, and it's um, yeah, good times, good times, good times. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, also, uh, we've got um, let's see, what 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 else we got for for a good uh good deal? Uh, Dark Horse's – House of Night number one is at seventy five percent off, which makes it only twenty five cents. <laughs> um, so that's pretty sweet. Uh, there is a new Marvel book called Avenging Spider Man uh, number one, where he uh, teams up with the greatest heroes in the Marvel universe. Apparently, um, and that's fifty percent off for only a buck ninety nine. And uh, the Jeff Johns Omnibus hardcover volume one of Hawkman. Is forty uh, percent off, which is oh. uh, only forty-five bucks.
1: That's not so, bad.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I don't if know like... if I'd
1: read it, but
0: <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, it's Jeff Johns, so uh,
1: yeah, uh, Jeff it's Johns, Johns doing a JSA dealing.
0: character, so why not? Yeah, um, but also, Hawkman, man, <clears throat> that's true. Yeah, well, you know, if anyone's gonna make <laughs> him interesting, I guess it'll be Jeff Johns. True. Points. Um, also, uh, if you're into Flash Gordon. Uh, Dynamite has a new Flash Gordon series called Zeitgeist, and the first issue of that is 75% off also for um, a total of a quarter. A quarter. (laughs) You can't beat that. Um, Also, uh, it should be known that uh, DCBS has recently opened a uh, comiXology uh, digital comic store. So, if you're interested in the d c number ones uh you can go check those out uh the digital versions uh through their Comixology digital store uh so definitely check that out and you also get credit for their um, digital store whenever you buy print comics so you know if you want to do the um the uh the uh, d c number threes d c new fifty two uh, number three titles for fifty percent off you'll get uh, a bunch of credit and then out of your favorites of those you can go get the uh, digital versions and put them on your iPad or whatever so just uh, just just something to think of and then uh, plus um, if you can uh, ship as often as you like with orders as large or small as you like and uh, you only pay for 5 in flat rate shipping so if you want those 52 um, DC Issues, number three is for 50% off. Order them all, wait, and ship them at the end of the month. So you're getting all of those books and you're only paying $5.95 for shipping. So, uh, and that's 52 Issues. That's, that's a heavy box. So That's a lot of comics. That's a lot of comics. 52 Issues is a lot of comics. <laughs> um, that's like so a anyways, year worth of 52. Huh. Right. Wow. <laughs> yeah, 52 Issues is a year. It's like... That's like More a year, a year of, of comics.
1: Yeah, if you read one comic per week, that would take you a year.
0: Wow, that's a yeah. lot of comics. That, that is a lot, lot of, of comics. comics, and you know right. can well, get those at um, dcbservice.com. Anyways, exactly, yeah. and you can get you can get the whole bundle for seventy nine seventy four, which is not bad at all. That's sweet. Um, so yeah, dcbservice.com. <clears throat> all right, so we're talking uh, Torchwood, Miracle Day, penultimate episode. Um, what was this one called? I don't remember.
1: Hang on, okay, I got it. Good. Give me a second. It's called The Gathering by John Fay. Oh, uh,
0: The Gathering, yes. Um, <clears throat> I guess, uh, you know, straight into spoilers. Um, <clears throat> this episode was, uh, I thought it was really good. Um, yes. I'm glad that, that, that Bill Pullman's back in a big way, big bad way. Yes. But here's the thing. I got to the end of this episode. This is my only complaint about the whole thing. And I know you have another complaint too um, because you texted me it earlier. Uh, My only complaint with this is that we are now at a point where we got to the end of the penultimate episode. There's only one episode left. I can't even comprehend how we can wrap this all up in an hour. Yeah. This makes no sense to me. Yep. And when I look back at the season and there were one or two episodes where it was like kind of spinning your wheels. Why was there a wheel spinning? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, there didn't need to be because how are we going to wrap this up in an hour? I have no, idea. Do, I I have don't, no idea. I have no idea. I don't get it. I don't get it. I feel yeah. like there should be – I feel like this is the end of the second act. But it's not because we only have one episode left.
1: Oh, see, I thought this was like beginning of the third act, honestly. Um, because you know, at the end of the well, last week. Either episode, way, we
0: shouldn't only have one episode left. Yeah, no,
1: we it's definitely it's definitely not good that we only have one episode left. I think that, you know, last week I said that um we just hit the start of the third act. Uh no, that was a second act episode. This is like all end game. Like we're in the middle of end game now, and I like that we're finally to end game, but My biggest problem with this was um, at the very top of the episode, it's, it's much like yours. At the very top of the episode, the first thing you see is a big old title card that says two months later. And then, you know, all of a sudden, Gwen is in Wales, and she's, you know, there's this big new status quo for the world. A status quo that, honestly, I'm really interested in. Like, I think that... Like, I love seeing this almost post apocalyptic world where the world's going to hell and all this stuff. Um my question is why only do that in the penultimate episode like don't do it there that's a third act thing like just jump the story 2 months and then make this like the beginning of your third act move some of the rev- the reveals from the last episode uh or maybe before into this stuff and then do this here because this is a status quo I'm really interested in like legitimately like when th- when they said 2 months later my first reaction was all right, I've seen you do this before, Russell T Davies. Not that I mind, because um, I really liked it when you did it before. But um, all of a sudden, we're seeing all this stuff about you know how there's a big depression and you know we're turning into fascist states and there's a mole in the CIA, and I'm really interested in all of that. But oh, why did it take us this long to get here? Like it didn't need to. Like you had ten episodes. Like, yeah. and you know the, the episode that you're talking about, episode six like we talked about how much of a waste of time that episode was like nothing happened in that episode, not a damn thing. And yeah. now we're getting all these big slam da- slam bang reveals. Like that's really not good. That's really not good. Like I want to see more like this really should have been the ending of the second to last episode, not the last episode. Cause you know, at the end of this, we find out that there's a big crack in the earth. I mean, I guess is what that was. Um, I don't know what it is, but we're about to find out. Um, and that's just – Yeah, that was, that
0: was another problem was that like the reveal was just more of a head-scratcher than a reveal. Yeah. I was like waiting for this big reveal and then I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> 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 I don't know what that is. That, yeah. I, that, yeah looks like, was... that looks like something that Luke Skywalker would uh, fly through and, and you know, yeah. shoot yeah. Womp Rats or whatever those things are.
1: <laughs> yeah, the Womp Rats in the T-16. Womp Rats, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I right, saw exactly. Luke's... Exactly, back home, yeah. I, I think I saw Luke's T-16 flying into that crevice right before. Um, but, yeah, but that's like, what it
0: looked like. I mean, like, yeah. I, I don't know what we're supposed to get out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, not I mean, a very I guess good the, reveal for the end of your penultimate episode.
1: Yeah, especially because, like, you know... Fine, tell me that that's the blessing. But, I mean, there's a lot more to it than that. And I, I, you're right, I do question them wrapping it up in one hour. But enough whining... Uh, Bill Pullman, awesome. Um, just great to see Bill Dude. Pullman again.
0: And not only was Bill Pullman good, but his dialogue was the best since the first episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. because, uh, you know, the, his speech notwithstanding, mm-hmm. like this was his best dialogue, like the stuff where he's just like, where he's like, uh, but I hid myself on the internet and I'm good at hiding myself on the internet. And I was just like, Oh my God. <laughs> So creepy. Uh, yeah, like, like just, like, all of the references to him being a child molester and what that would mean and what he would be good at doing mm-hmm. was really creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, I and agree really that it was well creepy. Done. It was a little too much for me. Like, I thought it was a
1: little, oh, hit it hit me over the head a little too much just for me. But I thought that, like, you know, it's just like, I'm really good at hiding myself in line. Like, just saying that without trying to make it so creepy, I think would have been a I don't know, just a bit stronger, because um, I don't need to be reminded that he raped that girl. I don't need to be reminded. You don't need to. It's like um, it's like when uh, uh Doctor Light came back in Green Arrow, and he keeps talking about how he raped Gene Loring. Uh, spoilers for Identity Crisis, if you know what that is. Um, you don't need to remind me that Doctor Light raped a chick. You don't. You don't need to remind me that and i know i'm talking about it very flippantly but like we know what the guy did you don't like you you just just didn't need to do it that said like the stuff that was really cool for me was like (laughs) he just like he was just on extreme ass like just jackass levels in this where he was just yeah super smug super like down with everything and like i just i loved that i thought it was so funny where he was just like where it was just like you could leave me at home with reese and is like yeah do that and he's just like well now we've proved that you can't do that and like i love that he's the smartest guy in the room um like that is something that i feel has been missing lately um because he is so smart um yeah. Despite, you know, being a child molester. And, like, playing to that level of his character I thought was really, really smart and really brilliant on the part of John Faye. Um, and I just... I loved that. I really, really liked that. Um, so, so, Bill Pullman was good. Uh, Lauren Ambrose, man. Whew, I can't love her enough.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know. This was her best episode. Yeah, uh, yeah. She was phenomenal <laughs> here. And... I honestly those two characters are still the ones that I'm just like what is going to happen to them in the end of this like what what like what are their – like I'm 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 really interested to know like what their characters mean in the grand scheme of Miracle Day of this mm-hmm. Of this season, what what do their characters mean? Because we still don't know. Like they've had their roles to play, but in the grand scheme of everything, obviously they mean more than just being guest stars. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, and all I, of I, Jilly's I really stuff. I want to know.
1: All of Jilly's stuff is all just set up to get her to where she was standing at the end of this episode. Like that was everything she was doing from the first minute you saw her was building to that. Um, yeah. And it's. I don't know, I think it's sad that we only have one episode left to explore that, because I think that satisfying that character, I think that, again, that's a really great beginning of the third act thing, because she, what she says when she sees the crack, when she says I feel right, is unsettling. Um, uh uh-huh. d- Despite not knowing what that means, like, not knowing what the crack makes you see or all that, like, her saying it feels right is not a good thing. Um, at least, I mean, it's good for her. Like, I'm, I'm I'm proud of you, Chili Kissinger, but um, it's not—it's—it's not, it's not the sort of thing you want to hear from someone you know is bad. And I think that that's the problem with this: is that it took them nine episodes to get to this end game, and it's not enough. It's not enough. Like I really wanted to see—you know—she is kind of setting herself up to be not an on, like not a not an what's well, not an envoy to these people, not a representative of whoever is causing this blessing thing. She's setting herself up to be like almost god of them or one of them, like being a senior partner. If to to take a phrase from Angel, um, she's like she's setting herself up to be a senior partner, which is pretty epic. And I think that not showing that is a huge mistake because um, it just it just feels like a waste. And you know, bringing Bill Pullman into the fold in terms of the Torchwood story is also a mistake because why? Do, like, I mean, I understand why it took them so long for them to track. Jack down him for him to track down Jack and stuff, but you know, this is kind of what we've been wanting for the whole season. Um, and I don't understand why it has to come in this episode. Like, if it had come last episode, you just scratch out the episode that was really bad, the one that was really wheel spinny, scratch that one out, shift everything up one, and then, um, then this is like your antepenultimate episode. Like, that's fine, that's better, but making it happen this late in the game is it's almost too late. Um which is a huge problem um but yeah, I mean, despite that it was really cathartic to see um and i and I did like that, so yeah
0: yeah I, um, I completely agree
1: <laughs> um and and i love again, I also love the police state, I love the um I love I loved Esther and and Rex teaming up. Although I think it's really funny how they team real Torchwood and take them to Shanghai where Jilly is, and then they team team fake Torchwood and send them to Buenos Aires. Um, <laughs> so that the Torchwood team, we're not as invested in, theoretically, um, is in the place that's not as important. I think that's
0: really funny. <laughs> yeah, that is. <laughs> it, I'm also I'm also wondering. What's going to happen at the end of this? Like, who's going to be on Torchwood at the end of this?
1: Mm-hmm. If there you know, is going to be anyone. Right. I mean...
0: Exactly. Because mm-hmm. I, I really have no idea it could go any direction. Because mm-hmm. I, I... I have a feeling one of them is going to die. Probably Rex. Yeah. That's
1: been set up since um, the first episode, though.
0: Yeah. I still stand by my theory that Rex is going to be the one to flip whatever switch kills everybody that should be dead. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's like the ultimate sacrifice, because he'd be killing himself too. Yeah, uh, that's I. I still stand by that theory. Uh, that I that's what I'd they're stand gonna do. next
1: to you in that theory.
0: Yeah. Um. But you know, I just I'm 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 interested. I'm interested. Will mm-hmm. Bill Pullman be part of Torchwood? No. No. <laughs> I don't, I
1: don't <laughs> no. He's think probably so. going to
0: die horribly. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, but also, but, yeah, like, I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, and I love the um, I love the thing. Well, first of all, I think it's ridiculous that. Okay, first of all, r- real quick, um, that cliffhanger at the end of the last episode. Never mind. Uh, that that got resolved. Um, <laughs> Jack didn't die and he's still bleeding. Um, which I oh th- yeah right. <laughs> I mean, that was just like that was a
0: little that was a little like oh. Yeah, well, I'm not just- sure like Miracle Day is like Miracle Day is is, is a weird phenomenon because it's like <laughs> hey, surprise everybody's alive. Also surprise nobody heals as good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Like- well, I think I think that that's set up though because Jack, I mean, I guess Jack is not healing. Um he said he's not healing, but I mean, does that mean that he's not healing at all cuz he said that in the first episode, but they haven't played that up. So, I guess he's not healing from the wound. Um and Esther yeah. managed to give but that was still a huge cop out. Um way huge cop out. Um yeah. and and it does set up the nice thing where Jack's blood is uh likes to travel. Um but <laughs> Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a couple weird choices. I can't say that I'm complete... like this late in the game. I have to say it is still really good. I'm still really enjoying it. I think it's been a, oh, probably yeah. the best season of Torchwood, but without a doubt, <sighs> no probably about it. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, the the best season of Torchwood, but uh, they had they've had enough stumbles that. I think that it's not going to be as good as we all, in t- like, had hoped it would be at the beginning. Um, yeah. and I know a lot of people have turned on it at this point. Like, a lot of people have turned on it. Um, but I don't care. I'm still having fun. So, all those people can yeah. go have not fun somewhere else.
0: Alright, well, uh, I guess that, that leads us to, uh, next week. We'll be talking about The Girl Who Waited and the season finale of Torchwood Miracle Day. Um... So that should be that should be a pretty uh lengthy episode I would imagine. So look hopefully. forward to that. Yeah. Um hopefully there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> uh and, and yeah, so 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 there's that. Um also uh check the site for audio blogs for um we should have Red State Kevin Smith's uh horror film and uh for Attack the Block very soon. So uh keep keep your eyes out for those as well as uh Movie Nighty Geek show uh podcast that both of us do um look out for episodes on uh on uh what what what's what's coming up we just got uh, uh, Mystery Night Mystery Team is is Mystery this week Mystery Team and right. next what week was last is week? Ter- last last week, last week was was Last Action Hero Last Action Hero Mystery Team and the next week will be your pick which was what um Terry Gilliam's Time Bandits which is time bandits. Bad. Right. I keep forgetting. We're watching that. Um, yeah, that's been on, that's seriously been on my Netflix queue since I got Netflix. Um, <laughs> and I haven't watched it. So it's going gla- really to be, I'll be glad to finally get that removed. Um, that'll be a less. happy
1: deletion. <laughs> Pull out your ceremonial yes. deletion robes and, and yep. all that.
0: Yep. You betcha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, Matt, where can people find you on the internet?
1: You can find me on Twitter, twitter.com/gungadan. You can also find me at GD Commentary, where I live tweet things. Um, might be doing something soon. I don't know. I have new movies from Netflix. We'll see how it goes. I'm also rewatching Community right now, so I might live tweet an episode of that. So if you're interested in Community, look for that. Uh, something from season two uh, in the later days, because I have the box set. Um, also, I have a Doctor Who blog, Classical Gallifrey at blogspot.com. Or Dot Blogspot dot com. Uh this past week I reviewed the rescue, uh, which is a really lovely two part story. Probably one of my favorites. Uh one of the like visually most striking villains I've seen in Doctor Who, I think. Um, really good stuff, I think, and really fun. And uh good introduction for Vicky. So if you're interested, go check that out. Um, Scott. Uh
0: yeah, I'm just on uh you know, I'm on Twitter, Twitter.com slash Scott Carilli, Twitter dot com slash Scott Commentary. Um Live Trek will be back this week. Yay, Live thank Trek. Thank God, Woo!
1: thank God, thank God, thank God.
0: Yeah, yeah, I thank know, God. I know. Especially after the last one, which was phenomenal. Um, I think
1: we're still recovering. Yeah, I think so.
0: Uh, yeah, but anyway, um, I think we needed, to be, we needed some distance from that because there was no way the next episode could possibly be that good. I don't know. Um, I
1: looked at the synopsis for the next episode, and I was like, oh, that could be good. Oh. Kirk gets split into two beings. That's awesome. Oh
0: right, Kirk clone. Yeah, yeah. that could be awesome. Definitely. Yeah, especially yeah. As, if one is more of a womanizer than the original. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one
1: is a womanizer and one's just gay. That would be.
0: <laughs> oh would my be god, great. that would be the greatest episode in the history of everything. Ever.
1: That would be my classic Trek spek- spec if I had been um if I had been a a, a writer back then. I would have spec that. that would have been
0: great. Absolutely. Um. So yeah. Then and then I'm on geekshowentertainment.com, of course. Um. And then uh, more more places to be announced. Um. Sometime in the future. I don't yes. know. Yes. I'm not making yes. promises. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we will talk to you. Uh. Well, next week. All right. Bye. Bye, guys.